we want to double the agency. You say triple, we can talk about that. But in order to triple it, you have to first double it. So who cares? I think we had just talked about keeping this a lifestyle business that would kind of stay small because we never thought it could get to this stage. I remember specifically being like, I don't know if we had eight to 10 clients back then or something like that. And I remember thinking when we went from eight to 10 or something, it felt like we were really stretching our limits. And I, I feel like we literally said out loud, oh my God, what, no, this is never gonna be like a 30 client agency. This is gonna be our first video in, what are we calling this? This new series or? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what we're naming it. I think we had discussed scaling up or something like that. Yeah. Something to do with scaling up a business. Well, we can have a second video where we debate that because I still think it should just be the Growing Convert channel or the Growing Convert podcast. But it is 2024. We're recording this on January 5th, 2024. And this is going to come out with the article that is talking about this new phase of the grow and convert business and agency. I'm pausing because it's not really a new phase. Nothing major is changing, but we have a very specific goal, um, which is we want to double the agency. You, you say triple, we can talk about that, but it, it, in order to triple it, you have to first double it. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so we want to double or slash triple the agency um, in the next two to three years. Is that yeah. accurate? Okay. Yeah, that's accurate. And what the article is talking about and what we're going to get into the details of here um, is, well, no, what the article is talking about is why. To summarize here, if you guys haven't read it, you should read the article. But to summarize briefly, we just think that we have the pieces in place now to build and operate an agency that is much bigger than both you and I originally thought would ever be feasible. And yeah, to... I was, I was going to say that the, the looking forward in terms of why we want to go, I, I think it's important to, to look back and, and talk about what our mindset was even two to three years ago in terms of we never thought we could even get to this stage of I think we have something like 20 clients now, or we had 20 clients at the beginning of 2023. And I remember a conversation in the agency, and this was probably 2018. I think we maybe had seven or eight clients at the time. And we thought that there was just no possible way that we could double the agency there and ever reach 20 clients because we kind of were the operational bottlenecks at that point. We were still really involved in the agency. We didn't really have a an operational infrastructure that worked at the time and we were trying to figure out the roles in the organization even still i think we had just talked about keeping this a lifestyle business that would kind of stay small because we never thought it could get to this stage and i remember i remember specifically being like i don't know if we had eight to ten clients back then or something like that and i remember thinking when we went from eight to 10 or something, it felt like we were really stretching our limits. And I, I feel like we literally said out loud, oh my God, what, no, this is never gonna be like a 30 client agency. And yeah, as we we're gonna that. show or talk through in this video specifically, um, we are at or near and have been at or near through all of 2023, uh, around 20 clients, maybe 17 or something like that. And so our doubling goal is 20 to 40. And the tripling goal would be to 60. And that, just to emphasize what you're saying, I thought at some point, I thought 20 was just ridiculous. Because <laughs> I was like, how could you? Like, I'm like bursting at the seams trying to help operate this eight, eight client agency of uh, what we were doing. And I was like, 20? Like, that's just like insane. Oh, are we going to have to have directors and then managers and then senior managers? Which, you know flash forward, we do not have any of that. And it's still just fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we never thought it would be possible. But let me just kind of to give everyone that early preview and to finish that story. So read the article, 
The idea is we feel like we have the key things in place that any business would need to scale. So why not scale? Now we've spent all of this time, I don't know how many years, what, seven, eight years yeah, of I mean, our life. It's been 2015 since we started Grow and Convert the site. 2017 since we started the agency. So yeah, coming up, I think it's about six and a half years for the agency. Yeah, so it's six and a half years of our, you know, sweat equity here building this. Um, and so if you have the pieces in place to scale a business and you've spent years getting that in place, you should scale the business. Why not? <laughs> like you, you did the work to do it. Um, and so what are those pieces? It is first and foremost, in my opinion, for any business product, ours is obviously a service, but product, right? You have something that people want to sell. We've built this system pain point SEO based, but a lot of more than pain point SEO that has gotten notoriety in the, the industry. So like we should be able to scale it. And something that I love to talk, that I want to talk about that you think is, is kind of cringe level braggy is like pain point SEO as a search term. If you look on ClearScope or other searches, it has search volume. It's like 40 monthly searches a year, but that's insane to me because in my memory, pain point SEO was something that like you and I came up with on a phone conversation a long time ago where we were like, oh my God, like this is like a thing and we should, we should talk about this. And so the fact that other people are searching for it is amazing. Um, and so we have that. The product is really good. We get outstanding results for clients and I will die on that hill, like way better than other people get because we see what the previous agencies they've worked with have done. Then number two, do you have, um, now it's in whatever order, but like do you have the a channel to get them? Yes, and we're going to talk about that. We talk about that in the in in the post. We have we've started off with non SEO content back in the days of community content promotion. You can look that up on our blog, um, or we can maybe even link to that in the notes. And then eventually SEO we did on ourselves. And what the article talks about is us starting to do this video series of bringing back this self case study aspect where people follow us in addition to continue to doing SEO. So we have a product, number one. Number two, we have channels in which to get those customers. And number three, we have the team and operations to execute on it. And that has also been a massive bottleneck. I don't know how much we're gonna get into it in this video, but we will definitely have multiple other episodes and videos where we talk about our challenges on the team. We'll get into it a little bit here. So that takes a lot of time to get. Like you have like this essay where we're, number one, going back to number one product, in my opinion, we're very much not just a run of the mill SEO agency that everyone else is. We're going to start with an SEO technical audit and then we'll buy links from you and blah, 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 and give you keyword research. We like, we like do have a really good process. And now we finally have the, and we've, we can do marketing. So we, number two has always sort of um, come easier to us. Although there's a reason we're doing this series. And then number three, we have now the team to execute on it. And so that's the premise of this whole series is we thought we want to we we have the pieces in place to double or triple this agency and now and then the second big component is unlike what you were saying at the beginning we now don't feel like we're doing everything so the idea of having a 20 client agency kind of where we're running at now a 30 client 40, 50, 60 client agency, what used to sound like that would be a horrible life. I never want this ever is now like, oh my God, like it could. Yeah. We can see the path to get there. Yeah. And it, sh and it almost should. And the other aspect on the team part, we can talk about that is like, and I was telling to this, this morning when we were talking about this video is like a huge part is the team. And that has enabled all of this. Like what I'm saying is like now we have roles in place. So just to kind of highlight it, and I think we'll do other videos on this. Our main operations is run by, for every account is run by a content strategist, which implements kind of what people know of as like the grow and convert process. What keywords are we targeting? What pieces are we doing? All of them are writers. So there is no like project manager role where they're not a subject matter expert. The content strategist can run the entire account 100% by themselves, but they can choose to work with a writer. So it's usually a pairing of a content strategist with one or two writers on a given account. 
And that's kind of that dynamic. Another thing that makes me think we sh- that's justifying this is like, it almost it's almost not we can scale at this business, so we should, but it's almost like we should is we have built kind of a cool work situation for our team. And a lot of them absolutely love it, specifically to brag about it, fully remote. All of us are remote. We're recording this with Benji in San Diego and me in San Jose and the team all over. And then not only fully remote, we talk about this on our careers page, fully flexible. And that's not just like, you can go to the gym at two o'clock. You can. But in addition, you can just work when you work. Yes, natural overlap with like, you know, working hours, US, Slack, and communication. Like that's obviously like what most of us, almost all of us do. But not always. Like David on our team is lives fully nomadic and he's often in like Korea and a lot of it is asynchronous. So you can just literally work when you want um, and, and you can... Fully flexible on load as well. You can scale up on your clients, your income goes up. You can scale down on your work and your income goes down and we're okay with that. Um, And so a lot of them are like, I want more. Like I want to have this be my entire income. I want more income, whatever. And so the team, a lot of the team is like, wants more of this. So it's like, well, that also is providing pressure to scale. So all of those things are in place. I'll stop here for a second. Yeah, well, I think it's important then to to discuss why we're even sharing a lot of these details publicly. So putting out a public goal for those that haven't been following us since the very beginning, this was something that we did in the very beginning of the site to just start growing the site and to build trust with our audience, because we were an unknown entity in the content marketing space. And we started talking about content marketing strategy, and we wanted to show that we knew what we were doing by growing our own site and holding ourselves accountable to certain metrics publicly. And so this is kind of taking us back to our roots and and sharing our growth goals of us doubling or tripling our agency over the next two to three years and and talking through the the challenges that we're currently facing in our business, um, the successes, like everything that goes along with it, because there's a lot of other businesses that I feel like are in the same stage. They've, They've built a solid foundation in their business And now they're looking at that next stage of growth, trying to think, how are we going to get there? Both from a team perspective, from a marketing perspective, there's just so many aspects. And and we felt like there's a lot of people sharing like their journey of starting the business from scratch, going from zero to one. But then there's not a lot of people sharing how to scale a business operationally from a channel perspective. And so we thought that we could start sharing this and just have that open conversation, have people ask questions and be involved. And for us personally, I know looking back on the content that we produced as as a company that was some of the most fun times in the business was that that beginning when we were sharing all this publicly we were trying new things we were getting feedback from people people would send us emails and so yeah we kind of just want to do this all over again but instead of doing it in a written format we kind of wanted to test video just so that we we could kind of share the conversations that we were having behind the scenes uh we could connect with people face-to-face instead of just only through uh, written articles. And so, yeah, this is just going to kind of be a test over the next two to three years. The goal is to share a video a week. Not all of them will be long. Some of them will just be short and be on a singular topic. And others will just be kind of conversations that Davish and I have often like pontificating on stuff that don't normally get shared because we think that this would be really interesting to other people who run businesses or who other people, other people who are just thinking about growing. Okay. So let me ask you a question I've asked you before, not when we're recording, that's already pissed you off. So I'm going to piss you off on the recording. So if we say, okay, you guys think the business has the foundation to scale, why not scale? You can do it without breaking your backs. The team even wants it. Um, and so you're in a position to do it. Why this, like self case study thing you you got here without this i mean other than the very beginning you're an seo agency you guys talk about pain point seo why not just do pain point seo if your marketing and seo theories are so good then why aren't you, why do you do this why are you doing this youtube slash podcast and this self case study of scaling the agency Yeah, I mean, I think it's a couple of reasons. So one, we're going to continue focusing on our own pain point SEO. So just so everyone knows, that only started, what, November of, what year are we in? 2024. So November 2022, 
was when we really started investing in our own SEO. So Jeez, we had the fact that you even know that, like, how do you know something that specific? I, if someone asked me that question, I'd be like, I have no idea. Like we've been doing it for a little bit, um, but, but we need to be very specific. When Benji says this, you, a lot of you may be thinking, what do you mean? November, 2022, like hasn't been growing convert, been doing content forever. Yes, but it is actually, and we'll, we can explain this. <laughs> it's actually not been SEO content for the bulk of growing convert. What we do for clients, the majority of which have product businesses, most prominently SaaS, but absolutely not all, um, is SEO based. But for us, what we have done historically was written blog posts that are, what would you call it? I don't know, like more like shareable, opinion-y stuff that we've shared in our communities that have had some level of like organic sharing type growth. Or, um, or we, we did do pieces that were targeted at keywords. I think, I think the, the main difference was that all of the articles up until November 2022, well, not all, but I would say like 90% were written by you or I. Yeah. Or you or me. And so 99% <laughs> in November was we had someone on our team just use our own process for our own articles. So interview us, have a cadence that we were actually trying to hit two to three articles a month that were published on our site. So we just, we needed to build that consistency and we needed to get it off our plate because we got to the point where we just didn't have time to write articles anymore. And so it wasn't getting done. And so having it offloaded to someone on our team. So we've been publishing two to three articles every single month since then. And we've started to really see our SEO traffic grow, the keywords that we're ranking for grow. Uh, and it's been a slow but good process. Now we're starting to get good leads coming from it. But I think if we're starting to think about doubling or tripling our business from here, yes, we'll continue investing in that channel. But because that has taken so long to kind of build that up, we are thinking, what would be a fun way to grow a bigger audience beyond just through SEO? And we felt like being transparent and, and sharing these things would attract businesses that are very similar to us. So a lot of our own clients are kind of at the same stage that we're at in our business. Maybe they've grown through one channel. Oftentimes it's paid ads or they've tried content marketing before, but haven't gotten it successfully to work. And then now they're looking to layer on a new channel. And I think it's not to say that we necessarily need to do this, but I think it's a smart thing as we look to the future of our business, having multiple channels to, to grow. And so we'll continue to invest in SEO and our own content. We also do ads to promote our content, but now we want to see if we can grow a YouTube channel uh, on top of that, uh, just to have a second channel that we can lean on for, for leads. And I think it serves a slightly different purpose. In like when we were talking about what, what we could potentially do as another channel, we didn't wanna just do top of funnel content for our blog, go after like the terms content marketing and things like that. We were thinking, how do we, how do we grow a top of funnel audience. So people that are not necessarily directly interested in our service right now, but could be in the future that were more engaged. And that was something that we actually wanted to do as a business. And we thought we were uniquely positioned to do. And again, reflecting on our business, we felt like this was something that we would actually be passionate about and consistent with, because that's been a, a challenge with both of us as well is testing new things and getting over it really quickly. For those who followed us, we've gone through multiple iterations of different things that we've tried. So we've tried like YouTube SEO and we just weren't enjoying those videos a lot. And then we did like these really long form videos. And again, it, just from a topic perspective, we didn't really feel like we were super into it and we just kind of got over it after a while. But we felt like we have these conversations very consistently anyways, just about the growth of our business, where we're at, challenges. And so we just thought, why not record these conversations and share them publicly? And hopefully they can help other people. Okay. That all, all good answers. I agree with, let me add some more perspective on, on why this, oh, you guys are pain point SEO people. Why not just do pain point SEO to keep growing? Um, a few more things. Number one, because we can do and. So like you said, like Benji said, we were the ones writing all of it. 
Now we have Cam, an amazing member of our team, doing the majority historically of the pain point SEO work. And actually a, a lot of other strategists have been joining in and adding to that. So we have the team working on ranking for these kind of like, you know, keywords or whatever, bottom of the funnel. There's a whole, probably a separate conversation of how the pain point SEO process gets slightly modified for service businesses. And that I think you need to do more jobs to be done, but let me not go there. <laughs> so we just can do more. So like, why not? Because you and I can do other things and add to it. That's number one. Number two, actually, this is going to go into the service agency thing. There's actually a difference in lead quality, in my opinion, from someone who just kind of Googled you and they reached out because they resonated. That's still good. That's still good. They Google some mid funnel, like how to do SaaS content strategy or something we rank for. And they say, wow, I really resonated with the th things you guys said. It's a different approach and I want to have a conversation. That is great. That's how pain point SEO should work for a service business. But that's not as good as the leads we get that have said, I have been following you guys for four years, for five years. And now I'm finally at a company or an estate or whatever to hire you guys. That lead... Think about that lead conversation. Do you know how many businesses would love to get those leads? We get them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually a good point that I forgot about. That that was something that we, when we discussed doing this, that was one of the reasons. When when we when we thought back to the very beginning of our business, when we when we were sharing these articles, a lot of our leads came from the people who were reading those updates, and they yeah. said, "Oh, you guys share more detail than anyone else. We we just feel like we know and trust you better." And so. Yeah. Again, doing this kind of series, I think, helps build that relationship and rapport yeah. with our audience again. And what you and I talked about when we decided what to do. So Benji and I had a conversation where we were like, okay, like we want to scale faster. Sure, Painpoint SEO is going to continue to scale us. Like we're getting leads, but we want to go even faster. What can we do? And Because you and I personally have the time to do something. And we talked about all kinds of different things. Um, and we said, well, like... We need something that's not just the super bottom of the funnel. The person who's looking at an agency today doesn't know us. Then we're almost a commodity. You Google something. So the pure application of extreme bottom of the funnel to our business is like ranking for best content agencies, blah, 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 blah. We can talk about our efforts to do that separately. If you do that, if you rank, you are a commodity to that person who's reached out because there's a bunch of other content agencies on page one and on the different list posts. And I know this because I've done this for the, my AB testing agency, Growth Rock, e-commerce CRO agency. I think Growth Rock is number one or number two. But they reach out, they've reached out to five other agencies. So they're just like, what's your price? How does it work? Different conversation than someone said, I've been following you for years. And like, that's the, when they've been following you for years, you're the only one they're talking to. There is no competition. They're just like, I've been waiting to work with Grow and Convert. And so we said, we want to do something more top of the funnel. And like Benji said, it's like, well, we're sure, sure as hell not doing top of the funnel. That's like ranking for content marketing. Like it's just, that's just like too beginner level. And then it was. That, and it's super competitive in the marketing space. I, I, don't, I don't want to compete against all, all the other companies that are doing that who have massive budgets to do that. We wanted, we wanted to do something that was different and that, that plays into what we're good at and what differentiates us. Yeah. And that what we enjoy, like we like talking about this. We like making these videos and we love that beginning of Grow and Convert where we created this six month challenge and everyone was like, like supporting us and rooting us on. So then this is going to be now, everyone's talks about how to, a lot of people have these self case studies from zero to something. And so now we're saying we are already a million dollar agency from a revenue perspective. We have reached 1 million ARR years ago. We, we've done that for a while. And probably what we need to get to that we were planning on talking about at the beginning, but we haven't gotten to is 2023 was this crazy up and down year. And that'll be probably what we close this conversation with. Okay. Um, and we're now talking about what does it take? Let's do a case study to let people follow when a business has a foundation that we have. What I talked about at the beginning, product, people, and process. Did we just steal that from our wonderful client innovation cast? I think I might have. But, you know, we have a product, we have a channel. I said marketing channel to get them and operations to do it. Um, and you have some basis of clients, you're making a million dollars or whatever. And then you want to double, triple the um, the client count in our case. What uh, 
what does that take? And we were like, yeah, let's just do that self case study again, because one, there's not a lot of people at this stage, a million dollar plus business scaling. And there's, um, and, and we really enjoy it. And we think that can be a nice complement to our traditional pain point SEO that we're going to keep going. So that's that topic of why we're doing this. Today's sort of deep dive then. So our normal cadence of these videos, we're not going to do all this preamble. This is this first kind of announcement. And again, read the post if you haven't. That kind of summarizes it much more articulately than Benji and I ranting like this. But um, the normal cadence is these videos slash podcasts are going to deep dive into a particular challenge we're having. So let me preview some that we've already kind of brainstormed. Um, today, we're going to deep dive for the rest of the time we have into the craziness that was 2023 for us. We lost a ton of clients. We lost 40% of revenue. We're going to walk through them and go client by client of why. You know, why did we lose them and what happened? Um, and then how did we get them back? And then after that, we have topics we want to talk about, about like hiring and operations. That's been huge. It's hard for us to find writers because we are so, what's the word, fastidious about the writer quality we want. And it has been a massive challenge. We have turned away clients many times in our history because we didn't have the team to execute on it. It sucks, but it has happened. We're going to talk about, what else we can talk about? We're going to talk about some sort of anxieties in the industry. How long is SEO going to be a thing? You know, what is ChatGPT and generative AI going to do to writing? Are people going to still want to pay a premium for agencies like us to do it? And that kind of dynamic. And there's probably different, like a different, yeah, I mean, different marketing channels that we're testing, client issues, like people issues, just operational structure. I mean, there there's so many aspects to, to growing the business. Providing a good work situation for our team and what we've done there, what we want to continue to do there. So today's thing is 2023. Like I said, 2023 was crazy. We had our highest revenue ever. And I don't know if we want to talk about this now, Benji, but in this case study, what we decided is we want to be transparent. We want to be specific and quantitative. So not just talk about these business things in this like real kind of airy fairy way, but like talk about client count numbers, right? Right now in the spreadsheet, I'm hoping you have kept it updated. I think it's seven. Do. I think it's 17. I see 17. We're at 17 clients. Now, We'll talk about the nuances of that. That could mean different things. It accounts some small clients. We now have paid search as well, but whatever. 17 clients. Um, we have decided we're going to use client count as the like public metric for this and not what a lot of people do, which is like revenue. We're trying to grow to X million. You yeah, why? Say why, you, why I, I mean, <laughs> we've just kind of had this philosophical view since we started the business that we don't want to brag about how much money the business makes or how much money we make personally. I feel like there's so many people that do that online and we just didn't want to be that. And I think the focus on the client count and the business growth, I, I think is probably just a better metric for everyone to focus on. Uh, it's, it's not about bragging about we're some $10 million agency. Like there's so many case studies that go into that and it's just not our personalities. Yeah. I think that's a very articulate way to put it. So, um, 2023, whew, it feels like 10 years went by, but let's give everyone the perspective of numbers. So, so as Benji was saying, the client count allows us to have this be a concrete conversation, a quantitative conversation, which is very grow and convert -y without, um, yeah. Know, and I, and it's not to say we'll not talk about numbers. Like, like we can talk about the cost of our service, all that, all that stuff is public on our website. So we don't, we're not going to shy away from numbers. I just don't think it's it's worth tracking monthly revenue or ARR or any of those metrics that we track internally. Um, but we're happy to share those kind of metrics, like how much our clients cost and that, that some clients pay us more because we do more work for them or do more articles or do more link building. So I, I, I think we will go into that on, on some of the calls, but I just wanted to, to, to preface that. Just to brag about this Self-case study, what we're about to do and we're going to be doing through 2024 and I hopefully long after. Where else are you finding a business at our size that is publicly stating how many clients they have and publicly talking about the ups and downs of it? If you know of one, please send it to me. 
because that would be great. So I'm sure there are some. I, we just don't follow them. <laughs> sure, yeah, there probably are some. I have not seen this, so that's why I'm excited about this. January 2023, we had 18 clients. May 2023. God, that's just, what is that? That's just six, seven months ago, and it feels like an eternity ago. 19 clients. But that was, what, January and May were basically tied for the for highest peak revenue. Peak in revenue, yeah. Okay. Then, this is crazy. From May to June, we went from 19 to 14 clients and stayed at 14 clients in June, July, August, and September for four months and reached a low of revenue in August. That is, let me just do the math on my side. Yep. Oh, maybe not 40%, but I'm seeing that that was 66% of peak revenue. So it's, you know, losing 30, 36%. Yeah. You guys might, I feel like if you're listening, you're like, guys, like you went from 18 to 14 clients. You lost four clients, like big deal. Maybe that's worth talking about, Penji. Like it felt like a really big deal. Like I felt like I was really... Well, well, well to, put, to put things in a context, we, we didn't have this low of revenue as a business since December, 2020. Yeah. That's where I or see no, 14 no, clients no, last. November, 2020. So imagine in a period of what, three or four months, you go from the highest revenue you've ever had as an agency to back to where you were three years ago. <laughs> Like it, 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 it was scary. It makes you question things. It makes you question yourself. You're like, what are we doing? <laughs> like we supposedly know how to do marketing. We supposedly know how to do this. Like, what are we doing? Um, and, and so just to update, well, so let's go through that period. And yeah, what I, I, mean, do that- I think, it, I think it's important to talk about the reason why that happened and just also the mindset during that time, because I remember there were a lot of conversations that were like, are we doing something wrong? Do we need to do something different on marketing? And and I mean, to cut to the chase, I think we we stayed the course for, for most of it. There was, there was a positioning issue in the very beginning of the year, but that was resolved even before that peak revenue in, in May happened. Was it? So what Benji's talking about is somewhere around January, 2023, again, you- It was it was before that, we, we, we launched, so, we, we changed our positioning, I believe, in November 2022, November, December 2022, to focus more on SEO. So we had historically positioned ourselves as a content marketing agency. And just really quickly, the reason why we we actually have a whole video on this that you can we watch have a on video our and, channel. And an article. I, I will explain it because I'll take the blame for it. I think it was my idea. I remember exactly when I thought it. I remember the client. It was a client we had for a while. It's going to be one of the clients that that churned that we'll go over. And she said on a call, like something, something, our SEO agency. And I was like, what? That we're, that we're also paying like ten dollars or $20,000 to on top yeah. of us. And I was like, she's retaining a second, like an SEO agency that's ten or 20000 And I remember talking to you and being like, Benji, like, I think what's happening is they're just creating this mental bucket in their head of SEO agency and they need to fill that budget with an agency. Then these clients have a separate thing where we're a content agency and it's just separate. And I'm like, what is your SEO agency doing? And she, she explained it. She sent over stuff and we were like, are you kidding? Like we can do this. So I said, there's this budget that people have earmarked for SEO agency. We are effectively doing that, but we're positioned as content agency. So we're leaving that budget on the table. Why don't we position ourselves as an SEO agency and we could get all that business. That was my idea. You can read the article and watch that video. We'll link to it, but basically, and, and, and a lot of this, we don't know what's causal here. We changed multiple variables changed at the same time. There were a lot of ec- economic things in 2023. That's when everyone started pulling budget, but we feel like anecdotally that what happened was, and some people to be give credit when we talked about this on LinkedIn and all, they left comments saying this or in our email list, someone, people have said this SEO agency, would just became like a commodity that people don't think of SEO agencies in a good way. And we don't have a strength. We don't have a history in that positioning. 
Our yeah, well, strength also is we, content. Yeah, exactly. So we felt like we lost our differentiation from a content perspective because people just felt like we, oh, now you just produce SEO content. Like it, it's not, it's not good anymore. It's not, there's no thought leadership in it. There's no unique opinions. You're just another agency that produces bad content essentially. Yeah. And so we changed, when did we change that? Mar Mar like March of 2023. Oh, wow. So the dip, wow, I didn't think that. Good thing your memory actually is good. So the dip happened even after that, right? So it's between May, 19 clients, and then June, July through September, 14. Um, well, what I think what precipitated that was that our lead volume was really, really strong in the back half of 2022 into 2023. So I think into like... January or February had tons of leads coming in. We were closing a lot of business and then it just kind of stopped in, in February. It was just really dried up. And that's when we started having the conversation about, do we change positioning? And then I, and I think then the, the lead volume was compounded by that was the time where the stock market started going down a lot. You started seeing a lot of VC companies saying they couldn't raise funding anymore. Then you started seeing the tech layoffs. And so all these kind of things happen at the same time. So positioning issue, then leads started drying up because people didn't have budgets to spend. they like marketing teams were losing a headcount. Then their marketing budgets were getting dried up. And like people were firing agencies. And so then we, we went through a period last year where I think there was like five or six months where there was very, very few leads and the leads that came through weren't even ready to spend money yet just because they didn't have the budget. And then on top of that, then we had churn issues without being able to replace them. So historically, like every agency has churn. Uh, we have churn too. It's, it's not massive, but usually we're able to replace a client within the same month or within the next month after we lose them. And because we lost, I think there were probably five or six clients that we lost last year. And then there was a, a period of, of time where we had no new leads. It just, it got really bad. And that's kind of where we started questioning everything. So uh, what we had planned to do that I want to do now is like, let's go through the clients that churned right around May. So Benji and I are looking at our own spreadsheet, which obviously we can't share. It has all of our numbers and, and we're not going to, we obviously can't share the client names. That would be really a bad thing of privacy. But um, so the first client, so these are clients that churn somewhere around that like spring of 2023. So we can just talk about it because I think we had this narrative of like, oh, the economy, we're losing clients. But I think what my guess is, and I haven't actually done this until this very moment, that carefully. Our, our, our business was for sure lagged because I, I, I remember having these conversations with clients. What do, you mean? Other, what do you mean lagged? I think people felt the effects of the economy way before we did because we were hearing talk of agencies losing clients and doing massive layoffs in like February or March of last year. And we were still growing up until May. And so we didn't really feel the effects of all those economic issues until probably June. And, and it's not to say we didn't feel the effects, definitely lead volume slowed, but in terms of client churn, we didn't really have that until okay, later so in let, the year. So let's go through all these clients that churn and just kind of get a feel, if we actually go one by one, how many of it was like an econ economy thing versus something else and just kind of see quantitatively what, what's happening. Number one client I'm seeing, the last payments were in May of 2023 and then they churned was a, um, what, like a local construction based physical product company, we can say. And then, <laughs> I don't know how you want to characterize this. This was a crazy one. We got hired by a two person marketing team, a CMO and like a manager um, in April. And then we, one day in June when things were going well, we just heard the CMO has been laid off with no notice um, and they have to lay off all of their vendors because their business was hurting a lot. It's in this kind of construction kind of zone. I think this is definitely in the economy hurt that business so they couldn't pay vendors. So they had to like, let us go. Yeah, that, that, that one was for sure an economy thing, but we gotta, we, we gotta start a lot lower than that. I, I'm looking at row 31. So most of the client churn, by the way, happened with clients that were 
with us for a few months. Like we're just starting beginning of engagements with them and there are things that happen. So this one was a, an agency that focused on uh, development for e-commerce sites. And this one's complicated in terms of why they churned. I, I think there was differences in opinion on how to grow marketing. I think there was certain people bought into content in, inside of the company and others not. And I personally, I think that's why they left. I don't know. I mean, to be totally opinion. transparent and you can disagree with me, I think this, you could bucket also a little bit in the results thing. And that's, sure. that's it, it, I, I it definitely, that. It, it's definitely a competitive space and it would, would have taken probably another year to start really seeing rankings come in because you're going after keywords like Magento development and this site was had never really done content before or if they have they were doing AI or something else but they didn't have a strong domain and so it was extremely competitive and I think yeah they just didn't have the patience to wait it out was it so you're saying it wasn't that we had rankings but whatever their messaging was wasn't leading to leads it was like just rankings took a long time to happen yeah we, we, we were just still at the point of just starting to generate rankings Okay, so I'm going to take notes on the side so that everyone... So I think we were what, like six months in or seven months in. So for certain businesses, especially like an agency who, who doesn't really have a strong domain, uh, it, it takes time to, to start getting results like that. Okay, uh, so like what I would bucket this into like kind of like natural churn. You take on some clients. It's a competitive industry. Rankings take a while. They want to try something else. Um, yeah. Okay, go to the next one. I'm just gonna log this and we'll summarize it for everyone listening. Uh, next one, man, we, we just started with them. I think they had another internal hire that was focused on content and then we got cut. And I do remember our, our fee was a large percentage of their revenue. And so I, I don't know if I would have hired us at the stage that they were at. They were still- What row are you at? Uh, 29. Okay. I want to say that they were sub 2 million and spending $10,000 a month on us. So it's a, de a decent portion of the revenue. I would say most of the businesses that we work with are typically over 5 million in revenue, uh, usually a lot larger than that. So our, our fee is, is a very small portion of their total revenue. Um, so again, I think gets into it and yeah, realize that they can't spend that much. So this is definitely not an economy thing. This is maybe... Like we took a gamble on a not great client fit in that they were a little bit too small. We do that sometimes. Like we we have we have those criteria of they need to be big enough. But sometimes if we like talk to them, we really like them, they they're patient, we take it. And we have one client that's been with us forever, an account that you're um kind of on or, or supervise. Um and they were a gamble and they've lasted for years. So we took a gamble on this one and it didn't work. Right. 28, that was an issue where we had an internal champion that I think got let go. And then a new CMO came in, didn't see the value of what we were doing and just kind of immediately cut us. That I definitely characterize as natural agency churn. That's just, it happens in agencies. You have a champion that loves your philosophy, wants to do your thing, especially for us. The whole thing we were talking about earlier, we have someone who's like, I've been following Grow and Convert forever or whatever, and I really believe in it. They leave for whatever reason. And whoever's remaining or the new regime is like, no, I want to do things my way. It just happens. So that has nothing to do with the economy or whatever. This one was a large company. And in hindsight, I don't know if we should have taken them. Just like internally, it was so hard to get anything done. It was hard to get, we would try to publish pieces. It would take like a month or two to get them reviewed. Then it had to go through legal. It was just like such an uphill battle. And so we had a limited contract with them to begin with. I think we did like a six month engagement. And then I think we had maybe half the articles published at that. And then they wanted to see results come from Which it. Which wasn't our fault. We had all the articles done. They just, it just sat in there like a diff million different departments need to like review and stamp this because that's how ginormous companies work. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, but I think in terms of getting to a successful engagement, it's important that we stay on rhythm in terms of publishing schedule. And when articles get delayed two or three months from publishing, then it takes another 
couple months to start getting results. It's just from a time perspective to get results, it doesn't really make sense. And so I think that was that was a large issue there. Next one up from that was just results took a while. They actually had done SEO in a really good way. They were kind of did a lot of grow and converty things before us. They wanted to work with us. They didn't follow us for a while, I think. And um, you know, we worked for six plus months and it was also in a really competitive space. Seven months. I mean, we, we got rankings there, but I think this, from what I remember, the CEO really wanted to start seeing good leads coming in. And we only had like one or two that had come in at that point. And so it was just going to take a while to prove out the, the channel and they just didn't have the patience at that point. So if I just summarize, are there many more left, but like, yeah, there's a few, I, I think there's two more we should get to or three more that we should get to. This one, we fired the client after one month. It was just not a good fit. Said something to one of our team members that we didn't think was appropriate in month one, and that was it. We tend to fire clients we just don't think are good fits because as an agency, you're... This wasn't not a good fit from like a traditional standpoint. The, the yeah, they're a great business was, fit. was but... a great fit, but it was exactly what you said is after the first piece, they, they made some comments that we thought were rude um, and you know, kind of like talking down to our team member and we have zero tolerance for that. And we said, this is rude. You did not need to phrase it this way and we don't want to work together anymore. And um, he was actually pretty cool about it. And but side note, the team, like when you do that stuff for the team and you sacrifice revenue for them, like people notice and and they really appreciate that. So like that's that's also just like natural churn. Like every once in a while, statistically, you're going to get some you know, a whole client and you, you got to let them go. Or if you don't, then your life is actually probably worse. So that has also nothing to do with the economy or anything. This one was interesting and in that we'll say results took a while, but we were getting rankings for them, but there is a conversion issue. And kind of what we realized digging into it was historically their business had all been built off referrals for the large part. And so from a cold audience, they weren't really getting the demo volume that we thought was acceptable. And so it was just kind of a, a mutual, look, we, we tested this as a channel, it wasn't working and we're gonna kind of part ways. Okay, so let's, let's, let me kind of summarize what I've noticed. I think I, I've written down eight of them that we went through. Not all of them churned in that May of 2023, right? They churned some combination of January to May-ish of 2023. And if you're counting like eight, but I thought you only lost four, you went from 19 to 14. Yeah, because you're getting new clients at the same time. Um, uh, so you're getting new clients at the same time. Our peak client count was actually April at 20. So 14 is six less than them. If we just look at them, the first one we said, the construction business was economy. And then it was like, results took a while, like it was a competitive space, uh, a small client that didn't work, our champion left, limited contract with a big company to begin with, uh, competitive space, the client was rude and we fired them, like results took time or whatever. I would classify all of the rest of these as just like- Non-economic issues, yeah. Yeah, they're just natural churn. They're natural agency churn. You're an SEO agency, you do your best, whatever. And like, sometimes like you take a gamble on a client. Sometimes the client's patience is not high enough. Sometimes like, you just say, you, we're very honest up front. We say, this is a competitive space. This is going to take a long time. It's a, it's a matter of your patience and they stay for six months and it's up to them if they want to continue or not. There's nothing wrong. We still feel, feel very confident in our process. We think the keywords we're choosing are the best ones. We think the way we're ranking is basically the best way. So like, it's not like in any of them did we do a, a crappy job. And But it also, it's not like the economy. And so just like side rant, on Twitter, no one does this. Like, it's always someone else's fault. On Twitter, it's always like the economy and all the other agencies. So like, we felt that. We were like, well, all these other agency people on Twitter and LinkedIn are talking about how like, they're down whatever percent. Or, or like, so, there, are, there are agencies who like fired 70 people last year and, and yeah, said yeah. it was like economic issues. And so, yeah, I think but, we but, described... But, some of the, the, maybe the lead volume issues to the economy for sure. Exactly. So this is the churn was natural for us. So we didn't actually see in 2023, a bunch of people, some, again, that first one in this batch was like, you know, like we're literally, we're firing the CMO, not just you guys and all vendors. Cause we're like, we are losing business and we're losing money. That's fine. Um, the rest, it was like natural churn for various reasons. 
But where we did see the economic effect, we think, and this is where things get muddy. Yeah, remember, it's hard, we also it's hard the, to prove it. Yeah. We also have the SEO positioning that didn't work back to the content marketing position that did is we didn't see the normal amount of new client acquisition that would make up for that. All agencies lose clients at a certain clip. You try to keep it low, blah, blah, blah. But you need to then gain at a faster clip to keep growing. And we didn't see that. It was just like leads were lower. Other agencies reported that as well. And when we had good leads and the conversations went super well, we thought like in any normal situation, this was going to close. It would just like stalled and stalled and stalled. And like, I think people were just shyer or whatever. They had prescriptions from the board or whatever to just like slow spend. They couldn't get budget approval. They were just not as easy to like pull the trigger on the budget approval. Well, and, and while I'll say it's economy is because we saw dips in our clients results until about August. And I do remember like demos were down, leads were down, and we saw the trend across all of our clients, I think starting in March or May of last year. And then in August, right when we started seeing lead volume picked up, all that kind of stuff resolved itself. And then we, we saw clients go to new highs in, in a lot of the accounts. And so that's kind of why we do think that there's some correlation between the economy and our own lead volume is because we did see those trends across all of our clients and our own business. And then it all picked up at the same time in August. And then we had a really strong back half of the year where I think we ended up maybe three clients lower than where we started or two clients lower than where we started and probably down what, 10, 10, 20% revenue still? Yeah, I mean, if the max client count that I'm seeing here is April 2023 at 20, we are now at 17. So we, we made up a good chunk of that. And again, because client count and revenue is not a perfect correlation, some clients, they sign up for bigger amounts or what have you. Um, our, just to complete the story for everyone, the current revenue is... Well, I would do it off December instead of now because now okay, it'll be sure, even sure, higher sure. but where we ended the year it was still down year. a decent amount yeah we ended the year at 80 percent of our peak revenue so if the low was 66 percent of our peak we're still 20 percent under peak revenue at the end of the year and then we closed a little bit more so this today in january we're at 90 percent so we're within 10 percent of peak and you know knock on wood Hopefully the podcast doesn't jink this, but we should have a couple more closing soon. So we should be able to be back at peak. So the mood is very different. <laughs> My mood is very different. Um, well, I, I think one other interesting thing to talk about, just I, I know we've gone way longer than we thought. We said this was going to be 30 minutes, and of course, it's an hour. But I think hopefully people will find it interesting. But dur during that time period, there are a lot of conversations that May, June, July, where lead volume was flat, like, is there something wrong with our marketing? Is there something wrong with our positioning again? Or do we stay the course? And and I kind of remember you questioning a lot of the marketing channels. And and I was just like, I, I feel like every, if historically our business has been good and there are these economic issues going on right now, why would we switch everything up? Like, why not just stay the course? We kept, we, we doubled down on marketing spend. Last year, we probably spent more money on marketing Actually, I know we spent more money. We probably spent double or triple the amount on marketing that we've ever spent before. Link building, our own content, ads, we kind of just doubled down on spend, thinking that most people pull back spend when there's economic issues and we should just keep spending and hopefully it'll resolve itself. And that did happen. So I would say, again, August August and September, I think were two of our highest months ever for leads coming in that were really good. Uh, and then we closed a bunch of leads through the back half of the year. And, and I think it's just an important lesson. I think when the economy is bad, if we had stopped doing our own SEO or stopped doing ads or just tried completely pivoting our marketing and doing something else, I don't know that we would have ended the year maybe 20% down. I think it probably would have slowed us down even more. Um, but I think it was important to stay the course. And I think now that we're coming into this new year, we want to layer new things on top of that. So we did test a couple of different marketing channels last year, like Clutch, for example. We need an entire video about what yeah. a disaster Clutch was. That, that kind of stuff and just different ads and 
like YouTube ads, I think we tested for a little bit. We tested LinkedIn. We tested some new stuff, but it wasn't in replacement of what we were already doing. It was let's keep investing or doubling down on what's working and let's test some new things to see if there's anything that would that could win. And I think this whole series is, is another test of that, except I think we're more committed to this because it requires a lot more time investment uh, to build up a channel like this. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Looking into the new year, I think we have to think about ways to do things differently from a hiring perspective. So that's something that changed late last year. Davish got way more involved on the writer training side. And so we've had someone kind of being the, the front facing person uh, vetting the writers that come in. And then we historically have had a gap of then how do we train them into the role? And so Davis stepped back into that. And I think that was something that has been working really well towards the last two or three months and has given us a lot more capacity on the operational side. That should really help our growth going into the next year, because I think if we're going to grow, we need to both figure out how to grow new client demand. And we also need to figure out how to grow the supply side. So the people that are going to do the work, both the writers and the strategists, and historically, we've been super constrained on the operational side. We've always had more leads than we had people for. And so now we're just thinking about both sides of our business as a funnel and trying to get better towards growing each of those funnels uh, at the same time instead of historically having a lot more demand than we can handle. Because otherwise, I don't think we're going to be able to double or triple our business because the, the amount of time it takes for us to train and hire people is like, I would say it's, it's like three, months months. yeah, three to six months. And so we got to be very good and keep that funnel always open on the hiring side so that we can fulfill, fulfill demand, like when it comes in. So if this works or, and if our SEO works and it really takes off and we, again, we don't have the people that to solve this problem, like we can't grow the business. And so I think these are some of the conversations that we want to have on future videos going into the details of how we think about the hiring funnel, like what, what has worked, what hasn't worked, how we're thinking about growth from here on out. I think lessons, lessons just before we wrap of, of what we just went over of our 2023, I think you had a good one. Let me see if I'm putting words in your mouth or I'm summarizing. You're basically saying one lesson is like when things are going badly, resist, tell me if you agree with this, resist the urge to throw out the baby with the bathwater is which is which means in this case like resist the urge to just like ditch the stuff that got you there because it's like what you're saying is we had certain marketing positioning our ads our seo that were working by the way when people say ads we will have a separate video on ads we're talking about like what a couple thousand bucks max like mostly on twitter like we're not doing mass amount of advertising so most of it is google and then just historical word of mouth from all of our previous content we've done yeah um, pe people often think it's a channel problem and they'll say oh this channel just doesn't work anymore i'm gonna stop investing in it and they'll like cut spend to it and it's like no it might just be a period for some reason that that it stops working as well it doesn't mean you stop fully investing in it especially if it's a proven channel that's already worked for you before yeah that's so that was your lesson. And what I wanted to get across from going client by client is another lesson is like get into the details and quantify assumptions you are quick to make. It was so easy in 2023. By the way, we didn't talk about and I don't want to get into it at this point. We're an hour in I, uh, like there was this whole thing. March 2023 or spring 2023 is when ChatGPT came out. So everyone was like, do you guys even still have a business? Can't we just write these articles in ChatGPT? So there was this whole like, oh my God. And you know, and then like, should you become an AI later, agency? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah, people are writing these articles like, our agency is embracing AI and we're going to help you write the prompts. And we were like, no, like, we're just going to write really good articles. And now ChatGPT is almost used as a way, it's like a joke now. It's used, I should be careful. They're, could still be we have a, we can have we have a separate video we can write more videos we can record more videos on this but like as of today when I'm recording it is used as a way to talk about like bad writing anyway what I was gonna say is get into the details if you don't go into like one by one why did they leave what we haven't done this here we could go one by one why didn't these leads close and verify your assumptions so easy to be like the economy the economy the economy actually our churn was natural one out of the eight or nine we just reviewed on this call on this recording was actually do the economy 
So it was like, oh, the leads are not closing. So the one thing we did do differently, if you remember, is we implemented our normal rate on our thing is 10K. It's public on our website. We implemented a thing saying, why don't you, if, if a, someone signs a year contract and sticks with us for a year, we'll do 8K a month. And we take that pretty big 20% hit there on revenue, which basically flows to bottom line. Well, yeah, I think it's also important to talk about why we did that. We just noticed, I think our average client engagement was 13 months at that point in time. And, and the people who had stayed with us for a year typically have gone on to stay for multiple years. And so, again, I think, I think a lot of clients, like, first of all, we do month to month contracts. And so I think a lot of people churn in that six to seven month range and don't have the patience to make it to, to the full year. And we thought if we can incentivize people to make it for the full year, they're a lot more likely to stay with us on for multiple years. And so it, it's, it's good for us to take a 20% hit in the first year, get that full year of revenue and the, the likelihood of them staying with us for a period of years longer is much higher. Yeah, it's a bet. We don't know yet. We just implemented that towards the second half of 2023 and we've had a few clients already accept it. Yep. Um, and they want to do that. Anyway, so like some of that is there, but yeah, be careful, like quantify things, validate your knee-jerk reaction assumptions. Don't ditch the stuff that's got you there. And yeah, hopefully you guys find this interesting. We're going to get into a bunch of details and record these videos of the things we're thinking about or trying to grow this business that's already established to kind of a double and triple state. If you like this video, don't forget to subscribe. You can also get the audio only versions of these shows wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us at growandconvert.com newsletter for any articles and updates for when these videos come out.